Donovan's going to take some minutes with TNT. We're going to be joined by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. Are they working tonight? They are. They are. Huh? Are they awake? Yeah. We're here. We're here. That's a, we're that's a foul on Ron for <laughs> assuming we're asleep. We're going to go ahead and take a break here and shoot two free throws. <laughs> Holy smokes. That was something. What happened? The officiating of that game. Oh. <laughs> how, many, how many total fouls did we end up with? It's not that we over, have, it was over 50. If it's I, not that we had 50, 40, 47 fouls, I think, is the total number. That's, that's not the story. The story is that at halftime, we had 14. Yeah. <laughs> they totally changed the I think you said this, David. They totally changed the way they called it in the second half. Like, what happened? They must have got a memo. Seriously, it does. Too many it, hand it, checks. Or... It's as though they had a meeting at halftime, and they were like, wow, we really are, we've really not called this game right or something. And they came out with, like, an initiative. Like, anyway, let's not talk about that because the Jazz just this. Yeah. I mean, just another... Like, if you have any doubt left, mm-hmm. if you're a doubter, if you're a ha- if you're a glass half empty, you'd have to be a you'd have to be a glass like one eighth empty type person at this point if you're not buying in, right? Like the glass would have to be seven eighths full, and you'd have to say, yeah, it's one eighth empty. Like that's the personality you'd have to have oh, right a, now if you're not buying into this thing. Drink a glass of water upside down or something. That, right. Yeah. Yeah, only if you have hiccups. <laughs> oh, that only works with the hiccups. Everybody <laughs> plays us ends up with the hiccups. By just, the way, oh, sorry. Team, and just another night, right, where a team comes out with a really good plan. And, uh, you know, it, it, if anything, the first half, the Jazz just were, were really kind of going against it and working to try to figure it out. Boston did a great job switching everything. Um, as Rudy would roll, they would switch out. You know, if he had a guard on him, they'd switch with a, the opposite wing or big. And it just really, more than anything, kind of got the Jazz to stand. But I, I've been so impressed with the way they've gone to halftime and come out and made amazing adjustments and just attacked, you know, with a different purpose. And that's what I felt like they did in that second half. Like, Boston, I liked Boston's plan. I did too, because it was different, right? It was, it was kind of a hybrid of what we'd seen. But um, like you said... At the end of the day, the Jazz just passed another test. Right. Boston had a great plan. It'll be interesting to rewatch the game if it wouldn't take till 4 o'clock in the morning. And the <laughs> and they had, to, they had to pull the ripcord. We have not. I, 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 we have, I'd actually be really interested. I'll, I'll talk to one of our coaches. I'll get the answer on this. Every team we've played has had to pull the ripcord on their game plan recently. Right. And it was a definitive moment there where, I mean, you had just said the Jazz are torching them, torching them. All of a sudden, no more switching, and everybody's staying with everybody. And then, you know, then the Jazz really just opened it up. Right, then they went to the zone. It's the best offensive game. This is the best offensive game of the season by the Utah Jazz. It's pretty amazing. Against arguably one of the best defensive teams they played. So uh, just the hits keep on coming. They keep finding ways to do it. Like you said, you – you know, at a certain point, you could say, uh, you know, numbers, whatever. Now, obviously, you guys talked about the eye test. They've certainly done that. But I agree. You'd have, I mean, the cup's running over now. Right. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of liquid in that glass. Yeah, they're really it's cool. It's really cool. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know that that means you, like, win the title. But there's just no question that they're a title contender at this point. Like, every, you know, we've had Brad Stevens, Rick Carlisle, and... Uh, I can't remember who. All comparing to a champion. Steve Kerr, right. Yeah. If all walked in the building and been like, oh, they're a championship caliber team. Okay. Like, we're a championship caliber team. Does that mean you, frankly, in the Western Conference, does that mean you get out of the second round? I don't actually know. Like, Denver's really good. The Clippers are really good. The Lakers are really good. But, um, but so are the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are every bit as good as these teams, and they're playing in a style that is very different than these teams. I mean, the, Jazz, the Boston Celtics tonight, who – Usually have a pretty good game, but the Jazz took 48 of 84 shots as threes tonight. Yeah. That's uh, what I was looking at there. The number, what did they have? 47 threes. That it went 48. Ended up with 48 threes in 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 the ball game. But what I'm impressed with is, you know, during this stretch, is most teams have to play well. The your opponents have to play one of their best basketball games in order to beat you. We saw that in Denver. Jokic had one heck of a basketball game. Uh, 
if he had just had one of his normal games, they wouldn't have won the ball game. So they're, they're, they're having to play at a different level in order to beat the Jazz right now. That's how confident they are. That's, that's how, uh, well, you'd have to yeah, come out and say, well, they're so well coached right now. What they're doing is it's just it's unbelievable. Ryan Smith must think the NBA is easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the big deal? You know, I mean, just buy a team my, and I sell my company for eight billion. <laughs> I keep some stock. They then are worth like a billion, billion times more than that when they go public. I buy an NBA team. They win sixteen of set. I marry Ashley. <laughs> like, what's everybody's that was problem? Probably the best thing he ever did. He Life cured good. COVID. I don't know if people know that, but he will do that next week. Like. <laughs> I told good. you. I told you he carries a, a lucky horseshoe around in his pocket, Jeez that back Louise. pocket. You need to check it. He actually, I don't know if you know this, but Ryan Smith actually created all three vaccines, all by oh, himself, no. right? <laughs> uh, all right, boys, so we're gonna cut you loose. We're gonna get cracking on this post game, so we can get really? home. Why? Really? Why you got you ready to go home? I mean, why? What's the hurry? You, you know, I've got a I've got a show tomorrow at two p.m., so we got to get the post game <laughs> oh, done really? by then. Okay. Hey, yeah. hey, Ron, hang yeah. around. We'll go to Village Inn. Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys. Great been job. In a restaurant in eight ten That's months. That's true. All right. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. See you later. One twenty-two to one hundred eight is your final. Jazz beat the Celtics. We're breaking it down next year on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim McComb with you. Jazz beat the Celtics 122 to 108 here at Vivint Arena tonight. Jazz came out with an offensive explosion in the second half, Tim, and were just incredible. And Boston kept it close. They had some interesting game plans, but the Jazz win this one decisively in the end. Yeah, they just kept doing what they do. And, you know, like David said, teams have had to pull the ripcord because. Uh, if the team stays with a plan and the Jazz are able to work against it and particularly go in at halftime and make adjustments, that's where, um, you know, the, the staff does a great job. And in this game, I agree. I think Boston had an awesome plan. Um, and it really did kind of slow the Jazz down more than anything. But once they figured it out and were able to break it, they broke it just like everything this year and, and had a great offensive night. What a special night from Donovan Mitchell doing it on national television again. 36 points, did it on 12 of 23 shooting, 6 of 13 from 3, 6 of 7 at the line, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, a steal, and 2 block shots for Donovan Mitchell. And might I add, only 2 turnovers, 9 assists to 2 turnovers. What a game. How awesome is it that the very first time they're back on TNT after the the time, you know, the last time when Shaq challenged them, um, and obviously, I, I'm reading Twitter, so I see that Shaq's saying that Utah should tell him thank you. Oh, thank yeah. you so much, Shaq. You, you are just so good for basketball. Taking credit for motivating thank the team. You. Yeah. Great what, take. What don't you do? <laughs> yeah, it, Donovan Mitchell was just amazing, and uh, exactly what the team needed with no Mike Conley. He was a playmaker tonight. He made passes. He obviously was great shooting the basketball. That dagger at the end, that three was uh, was something else. Joe Ingles stepping into the starting lineup was fantastic tonight, 24 points and six assists. He was 5 of 11 from three, 5 of 12 from the field. How about this, Joe Ingles? Now, I realize that everybody went to the line a lot tonight, but Joe Ingles went to the line 10 times tonight, 9 of 10 from the line. And that's rare. Uh, you don't see that a bunch. The Jazz really don't shoot a ton of free throws, but Joe particularly. And, and I agree. I thought Joe, you know, Joe ended up probably having the biggest change with Mike being out. He was on the ball a lot tonight. Uh, made great decisions, had the six assists and one turnover. Um, man, what a luxury to have a bunch of guys that can handle it and make make good decisions with the ball. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference in how many you know different guys can make shots as, as well. And Jordan Clarkson didn't have his best shooting night, but even he made an impact making that big uh, three and got an and one there in the corner. I mean, just coming up at big time moments. And I think the, the thing you learn about Jordan Clarkson, he's never cold. Okay, the numbers may say two for ten, but I'll promise you the next one's probably going to go in. He's still red hot. <laughs> and he's going to shoot it, right? And and he did. He made those two kind of pivotal game-changing shots. The and one, three was the one that really got everybody involved. But, 
you know, that guy's he's he's been around way too long to lose any confidence. That's for sure. No doubt about it. All right. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Uh, our ne- next broadcast is coming up on Friday night. The Milwaukee Bucks will be in town. That game will tip off at uh, seven o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some post game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down as well as the Jazz come away with a win over the Celtics, one twenty two to one hundred eight, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz win tonight over the Celtics, 122-108. to They've now won 16 of their last 17 games. Amazing. Repeat that. 16 of their last 17 games. You said that going to break. And, like, we've sit here, we sit here and watch it, but that is freaking amazing. It's red hot. I mean, that's that scorching is a, hot is what you said. That is a that is a scorching hot stretch of basketball, right there for this Utah Jazz team. In fact, let's get a look at your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology uh, partner tonight. The Jazz shot forty seven point five six percent from the field, thirty seven point five percent from three, eighteen of forty eight. They were 24 of 27 from the line. When was the last game the Jazz took 27 foul shots? I couldn't even tell you. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 36 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, Joe Ingles with 24 points and 6 assists. Uh, Rudy with 18, 12, and 3 tonight. Bogdanovich with 16 on 6 of 12 shooting. And Jordan Clarkson with 13 points on 4 of 15 coming in off the bench. Jazz had 28 assists on 40 buckets uh, they had four steals and seven block shots for this Jazz team. And uh, as David pointed out, from an offensive rating standpoint, this was their best game of the year. And they really did have to put, you know, the, the Celtics gave them a great game. That was a, you know, until the Jazz pulled away there late, that was a really interesting game with a lot of strategy. Um, it, it had way more of a heavyweight fight feel to it. They were kind of going toe-to-toe. Um, but the Jazz just continue to do what they do, find a way to pull away. Uh, the free throw line actually worked in their favor tonight. They were able to get to the line a, a bunch, and um, overall just, uh, you know, ho-hum, another big win against uh, another playoff team. Um, Jalen Brown had 33 to lead the way for the Celtics. He also had eight rebounds. Jason Tatum uh, had a much better second half than he did a first half. He finished with 23 points. He took 20 shots to get there, though, seven of 20 for Tatum. Uh, Tice with 15 points as he was randomly red hot from three, five, uh, let's see here, five of six from three for Daniel Tice, which, uh, is certainly a a good game for him. Uh, the Celtics didn't get a whole lot coming in off their bench. Grant Williams is an interesting player. He had nine on four of eight shooting. He's kind of got that rotund look to him, but, uh, it's a little deceptive as Locke was talking about. He's a good defensive player, but, uh, it was mainly about uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum tonight. And Tatum kind of tried to take over in the fourth. I wondered, you know, why not let Brown do more of that work? He was the one seeming to have kind of the, the feel tonight. But uh, nonetheless, Celtics come up short. Yeah, and Kimball Walker really hurt him tonight. Um, another game, I know he's been scuffling a little bit, but two for 12 tonight, just could not get anything to fall. Um, you know, and you got to credit the Jazz with doing a good job understanding he's kind of a X factor with those other two guys going most nights and did a nice job just trying to neutralize him. Felt like the Jazz kind of sought him out on the defensive side, too, where uh, they, you know, Donovan Mitchell or whoever was uh, kind of seeking out Kemba Walker to go at him. But the way the Celtics were switching on defense or playing that zone, that made that a little difficult, too. That did. Um, but, again, the Jazz got more comfortable with the reads, and, you know, it's like anything. You get used to doing something a certain way. They came in and kind of gave the Jazz a, a different look, and it's been a look that's kind of confounded the Jazz over the years of switching defense, um, but they worked through it. And, you know, I think what they learned tonight is even in that situation, don't try to sit back and analyze, just continue to play and move the ball and good things will happen. All right, let's uh, get some post-game sound rolling. Uh, let's go down to the media room where uh, the media is interviewing Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Okay, we'll start with Tony Jones, the athletic. Coach, um, Donovan is like just really blossoming, um, you know, in the last in the last couple of weeks, and, and tonight he just kind of took Tony, over. I couldn't. Who, who was who was blossoming? You said 
I said Donovan's really blossoming in his Donovan. game the last couple of weeks, and he's kind of really taking over. What's he doing right out there, and what does it mean for you guys long term? Well, we're not worried about long term right now. Um, we're worried about you know each game, and that's one of the things Donovan's been. He's been locked in, you know, possession by possession. Um, you know, I think his efficiency in pick and roll is something he he takes great pride in. Um, you know, I thought. You know, his ability to get people involved and, you know, and then pick his spots, you know, particularly when he fills the game and not forcing himself on the game. So, um, you know, he his Donovan, you know, I think like our team, you know, he just wants to get better and, you know, he's not going to be satisfied and, you know, improvement. You know, we've talked about it. It's it's not linear, you know, and you, you go through things, especially I think we forget sometimes that he's such a young player. Um, because really from his rookie year, he's been asked to do so much. So, you know, you put yourself in that situation and, um, you know, you hold yourself accountable as much as anything. And, you know, that's what he's done. And you, know, you see it on the defensive end too. I told him that before the game, you know, his presence defending is also something he's taken pride in. So I thought maybe a signature play in the game, frankly, um, late, they, they switched, um, you know, a small, small pick and roll and Rudy sprinted up from the baseline and got a good clean screen and Donovan rose up and hit a three. So, you know, those two guys being connected, um, you know, is something I know the two of them, you know, take pride in and it's a big thing for our team. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Quinn, you guys have been uh, pretty excellent in third quarters all season long and tonight again, you put in 42 points on efficient shooting. What's kind of been the secret to coming out and, and being able to kind of turn it up so effectively after halftime? Well, I, I think, you know, our guys, you know, they talk to each other and, you know, whether it's a, you know, an adjustment, you know, a general adjustment with the team, but more importantly, um, they, they're figuring stuff out amongst themselves and those tiny things that they recognize and do, um, you know, is something that, that I think helps us. And more than anything, I just think there's a pride in, in our level of focus. And, you know, that's something that, 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 that you've seen, um, you know, as much as the third quarter, I thought the way we, we started the game tonight, they were six for seven out of the gate. We had a couple breakdowns and we just didn't let that, impact us we, we we started defending better and that that's that's the biggest key we've come out and guarded either at the beginning of the game or the beginning of the third quarter tonight we didn't do it at the beginning of the game but we did it in the third quarter and you know i thought we the only thing we we, we fouled too much but other than that i thought we really kept our poise ben anderson kslsports.com when what did you see from Mie and his defense specifically he just works, you know, it's, it's something, whether it's two minutes or three minutes or 10 minutes, um, you know, me is taking pride in, you know, what he can do to help us win. And oftentimes that's taking a matchup. Um, you know, he's made some great plays on the offensive glass. You know, I thought George as well, um, you know, sometimes rebound is just, you know, is, is will. And uh, those types of plays, particularly from me, you know, give us a big lift. And we got a few second chance points tonight. Um, and that was really good to see. Mark Medina, USA Today. Hey, Quinn. Um, where have you seen uh, continuity go into play in the early success of the season? I mean, given the unique circumstances of this whole year. Well, you know, we've had a different, a different path in that, um, you know, we had a, a really a new team last year and trying to figure out, you know, the way that we wanted to play, how we wanted to play together, different combinations. And then, you know, Mike was out for a little bit. We just, we traded for Jordan, um, you know, and then the, the COVID situation hit and, and we lost Boyan. So um, there, the continuity is something that our guys, I think, have committed to as much as it is. If you, you look at our, our, our roster, there's some key guys that have played together for a few years. Um, but whether it's Boyan coming back this year, you know, JC's taking great pride in this defense. I, I think, 
the continuity as much as anything is, you know, this team wanting to develop an identity, um, you know, that we can run and, and take our shots, but that we can also defend. And that's to me where the continuity shows up more than anything is uh, on the defensive end. And obviously, you know, the identity of this group is, has evolved and hopefully will continue to. Last question, Tim Bontemps, ESPN. Hey, Quinn, sort of along those lines, uh, I know, like you said, you're a guy that always is focused on kind of what the day that's in front of you. Um, but as you're in the middle of a run like this that you're in and you're kind of seeing what your team is doing on a day-to-day -day basis, how, how does it feel to be able to see that identity kind of coming together as it is now and translating the way it is on the court on a daily basis? Well, you know, anytime you see a team kind of mold itself um, you know, for the players and the coaches, that's, that's a gratifying, you know, whether you're winning or losing, um, you know, a team that collectively tries to play a certain way and is committed to that. And I think that's, that's what we have. And it's a group that isn't, you know, concerned with our record, our win streak. Obviously we want to win. Um, but I, I think the focus is, is really squarely on, on getting better. And, um, you know, it's a challenge to do that. Um, when you're playing well, but there's always room, you know, to improve. And I, I think these guys have really internalized that. All right. That's it. Thank you, coach. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder talking about a lot of continuity on the, the defensive side of the ball, talking about the growth of Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I'll go, all things going well for his club right now. Yeah. He, and you know, his approach is really impressive. I think uh, we all talk about it. You know, we want to go a day at a time, but I think his focus on that, and the way that's communicated to the team, you know, it really does not allow them to get it way out ahead of themselves. I think they um, – I, I can see what he's saying, you know, possession by possession with the guys. You know, I mentioned to you a couple times, look how hard off the ball Donovan's guarding. Um, I, I just see those little pieces, and, and they're – again, there's, there's continuity to what's being said and what you actually see. He definitely took it a bit, or at least it would seem to me, a bit of a challenge to guard Kemba Walker tonight. It seemed like there was a little bit extra pep in his step with his defensive assignment. And Mike Conley has been taking those quick guards uh, as of uh, late on the defensive side of the ball. So maybe he took that as a little bit of a challenge tonight. Now, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, from last year to this year, this is one area that Donovan you know, has written down and, and vowed to be better and committed and I can see the progress, uh, you know, not just from him, but from everybody. But Donovan's a guy who I feel like has gotten better defensively. All right, go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we'll continue to break this one down. We'll get you some player sound as well as the Jazz beat the Celtics 122-108 to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz beat the Boston Celtics tonight on national TV on TNT 122-108. to Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Tonight, uh, points in the paint. Jazz outscored by 8 uh, the Celtics at uh, 46, the Jazz 38. Um, but I felt like the Jazz were getting a lot more open threes, uh, whereas Boston got stuck taking more in the mid-range, but uh, did manage to score 46 points in the paint as well. Yeah, the the the, the Jazz approach is not going to change defensively. They're really going to kind of tro control the, that shot chart. Um, you know, most nights on this streak, the Jazz have either been outscored, um, you know, a little bit or, or – kind of been even with teams in the paint. So I don't think that's any kind of outlier. I'm trying to do my math right here, but uh, the the Celtics were 13 of 29 from three tonight. Daniel Tice was five of six. So if you take out Tice, they were what? Eight of 23? Eight of 23. Take that. Tice. <laughs> Tice, Tice had was, it going, man. He was unconscious. And, and we talked about it in the pregame. It's another, you know, another way to try to – Get Rudy away from the basket, pop a big, you know, we're going to see it all. 
I thought it was interesting that the Celtics went with Tyson Thompson in the starting lineup tonight and, and ran that switch with kind of two bigger players. And at the, at the beginning of the game, it was, it was effective, but credit the jazz. They kind of figured it out. Most times, you know, the way they were doing it, uh, there's, if there's a big involved in the ball screen and the opposite bigs, typically weak side, either wing or corner. And so when they would switch that, a lot of times Kemba would be on Rudy on the roll, let's say, um, and then Thompson would just come over, accept the roll, and kick Kemba out to the opposite corner. So really good execution, uh, like we said, by, by Boston with the game plan. Um, but good offense and persistent offense, you know, just uh, proved to be too much for that. As long as we're talking about Rudy – also known as the master of the glass. Let's get Freddy to Gobert. let's get to the master of the glass. Brought to you by Safe Lot Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Back for another great year of basketball, and once again, the proud Auto Glass uh, preferred Auto Glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Lot Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Lot will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, Rudy Gobert, tonight uh, on the boards. 12 rebounds, three offensive uh, rebounds. The Jazz, as a team, out-rebounded the Celtics 41-35. to They had 10 offensive boards. Uh, Bogdanovich added eight rebounds uh, tonight as well. But uh, we're just getting used to that, aren't we? Rudy, every game. Every game. One thing that stands out, too, Jake, look at the uh, plus-minus. Um, Rudy led the Jazz with plus 23 while he was on the floor. Uh, but Joe Ingles was plus 21 and kind of took that Conley role tonight be interesting to see how many of those minutes were matched. You know, those two guys yeah. were matched together. Um, but Rudy probably has a lot to do with, with that plus minus too. Yeah. Um, no certainly helps that a ton. All right. Speaking of Rudy, let's go back to the media room where Rudy Gobert is addressing the media. Hey Rudy, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Rudy. So obviously with uh, Mike out injured these last couple of games, you guys have had to change things up a bit. What have you seen specifically from Donovan during that time to kind of step things up and, you know, take on a little more than he normally might have to? Uh, it's been great, you know, the last few games, uh, especially controlling the pace, uh, you know, and uh, fulfill the point guard role that, you know, we miss when Mike is out. And, uh, you know, him and Joe, you know, obviously have more and more responsibility when Mike is out and uh, they've been great. Tony Jones, The Athletic. What have you seen um, out of Donovan that that's, you know, improved uh, this year uh, as opposed to the three years that the, the previous three years that you played with him? Uh, decision making. You know, I think he's uh, really able to understand the tempo of the game, you know, and uh, be able to, you know, find his teammates. And, uh, you know, I think he improved every single year. But this year is really, you know, the, the, the year where I feel like, you know, he's been, he's, especially the last few weeks, you know, he's been at his best. And, uh, you know, and when he does that, the team just takes, just goes to another level. Chris and Kenny, Just TV. Mike Conley was saying the next step with this group is to be able to close games. What are you seeing as far as that? And what do you think about the amount of closers that you have on your team? I think our mindset has been great. You know, uh, be able to lock in even more in the, in the, when it matters, you know, especially at the end of the games. Um, I think it's collectively, you know, you know communication, uh, physicality, and understanding the, the momentum of the game. And, uh, you know, it's something that the great teams are able to do. And, you know, I really feel like we've been able to do that this year. Uh, there's still another level that we can that we can reach, but, uh, you know, we're just going to keep going better and better. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Last couple of games, you've been really aggressive defensively and trying to block shots and kind of be all over the court in terms of, you know, contesting. Last couple of games. Okay, yeah, <laughs> maybe more than that. But um, it, it, how, how have you kind of made a more uh, constant, I guess, yeah, a, idea to to try to be more aggressive on the defensive end I just try to be uh you know the best I can be defensively and I know that the team needs me to to be there for my teammates and to be there to you know to to be to protect the basket 
and to, to guard on the switches too and, and make sure the guys don't get layups and not about to score. So it's really, you know, about picking my moments, you know, know when not to contest when it's a bad shot and, and make sure we get the rebound and, and know when to challenge the shot and either change the shot or, or get the block. ESPN. Hey, Rudy, how, how much of what you guys are doing right now is because of what happened in the bubble and kind of the, the lingering thought you guys had leaving there on what you guys left on the table in that Denver series? I think it was a great learning experience for us. You know, it definitely made us, made us grow as a team. You know, I think every, every struggle, you know, every tough moment uh, in life in general, you know, really helps you grow. And uh, I think you really uh, embrace that and, you know, we really came back. We really felt. I really felt like we came back this year with a, with a purpose. And you know, obviously, like I said, like I've been saying, you know, there's still a, a much higher level that we can that we can reach. You know, we still a lot of ways that we can get better and better. But um, you know, I really feel like we have a, a chip on our shoulder, and we need that if we want to do what we're trying to do this year. What what are what, what are those ways that you think you guys can get better when you have the best record in the league and have won sixteen out of seventeen? I mean, there's a lot of ways. You know, I think individually, uh, me for example, I can I can you know be a lot better. Uh, I can make more free throws. You know, all all, can, all details. You know, but things that are gonna really matter down the stretch. Uh, our execution as a team. You know, I think uh, the last few weeks we've been better and better. But you know, there's still some stretches when. You know, we can uh, not be at our best. And, you know, the best teams are able to cut those, those stretches very short and, and you know, and, uh, and stay locked in, you know, even more. So it's, you know, a lot of ways we can still, still get better. But, uh, you know, we all have that mindset. You know, we, we're not satisfied. And, and, uh, and we know that uh, we, are, we have a long, tough road ahead. But it's exciting. Mark Medina, USA Today. Hey, Rudy, along those lines, you guys get a pretty good win tonight against Boston. You know, your schedule coming up is against other marquee teams. What do you think these stretch of games uh, can reveal about you guys? I think it's one game at a time. You know, uh, most of those teams, we already played them beside uh, the Sixers in Miami. So it's really, you know, uh, on us, keep getting better. Uh, you know, keep doing what we do and... Uh, you know, it's one game at a time. It's a, it's a long season, and uh, we're just going to keep getting better and better. Maxime, the free agent out of France. You muted. Sorry, sorry, you hear me? So, uh, how do you increase your your free throw efficiency? With your with the, with the the move, we have the same accent. Yes, uh, just work. You know, I think uh, for me, it's all about just shooting the ball. Uh, you know, when I'm when I'm in the gym, I'm shooting really really well. So it's all about you know, not even think about it. Just shoot the ball, make the shot, and uh, and I know that uh, I'm gonna make them. So it's uh, you know, it's been better than early in the season, and it's gonna keep getting better. Thank you. Kyle Campbell, Utah Jazz. Hey, Rudy. Um, not sure if she's been here before this season, but Mama Gobert was in the building tonight, um, and she was very, very hype. Uh, considering that you know this is one of the only arenas that has fans, how does it feel to be able to you know play in front of her and have her back in the arena cheering you on? I mean, it's a it's a blessing, you know, to be able to first of all play in front of fans. Uh, but also be able to, you know, I have my family or, you know, or people that, that I really love, uh, be able to watch me live. So, you know, obviously we wish that fans come back in every arena soon, but, um, not just a blessing, you know, it's, uh, it's just great. You know, I had to make sure that, you know, we got the win because she, she was watching the games from home for, you know, during the whole winning streak at all. So I didn't want to us to lose the first time she was coming. That was an important win for me. All right, that's it. Thank you, Rudy. That was Rudy Gobert playing in front of Mama Gobert apparently tonight. Uh, Rudy was terrific. Um, 
Uh, 18 points on eight of nine shooting, 12 rebounds, three assists, three block shots, and countless possessions of uh, Celtics players breaking the paint and then deciding that's not a good idea. I mean, you can see the moment where they see him and and either turn around and run the other way or jump up and throw it back. But there's certainly, you know, guys will challenge him a couple times, but beyond that, it's really kind of a game of cat and mouse just trying to see when He's going to be out of the game so they can actually get to the rim. There was one play in the first half, and I don't mean to pick on Grant Williams here, but it was pretty amazing, where Grant had either a layup or a floater, and Rudy didn't even go up. I mean, he was just looming, and Grant just airballed it. I mean, just flat missed it by like two and a half feet, uh, and it was it was really something. I mean, it's it's almost like the, the safety, the Ronnie Lott back in the day when the receiver wouldn't catch it because you could just feel Ronnie coming. You know, you're going over the middle, and you know Ronnie Lott's going to hit you, and you just don't catch it. Yeah, you know, you, get, you just short arm that thing exactly, and, and that's gr- what you do. I mean, we've all played the game a certain level, but you can't even imagine, you know, turning the corner thinking you've got everything there, and then Rudy's coming to help. That's that's got to be a, you know, that would make you short arm it or throw it back out. And then my other football comparison to a play tonight: Have you ever seen where the cornerback gets beat so badly by the receiver that? The corner kind of limps, you know, kind of like, ooh, I pulled my hammy a little bit on that one, you know. Comes up lame. Yeah, Jason Tatum uh, totally got roofed by Rudy Gobert. I mean, it was a great block shot, no contact, nothing. And Jason comes down and goes right to the referee and starts complaining like, oh, I was hammered on that. And it's like, no. That was after they called 40 fouls on each side, I think. It was nuts. Uh, Just a a note here. It looks like we got a little note in French from Rudy's mom. It says she was really impressed with the officiating tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I just did the translation. That's obviously a joke. All right, let's go uh, back to the media room uh, where Joe Ingalls is addressing the media. All right, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Joe, it seemed like um, with Mike out tonight, you were kind of taking it upon yourself to – pick your spots and be a little more aggressive maybe than you have been other times what were you what were you seeing out there tonight and and was it kind of a conscious decision on your part or just kind of taking what they gave you um yeah i mean i think anytime someone's out and obviously mike's a a pretty important part of our our group um we've always had that same kind of next man up mentality and we've we we all know it's it's not just on one guy to, to go out there. It's, we're not relying on, on Donovan to, to make up for Mike or whoever's out at the time. And um, obviously with, with Mike being out in that specific situation, I know I'm going to have the ball in my hands a bit more at, at times uh, with that second unit. And um, honestly, I was trying to get JC going for most of it. I was trying to trying to figure out things that I could kind of get him an easy look and, um, Glad we we did in that third quarter. Found some some good stuff for him, but um, yeah, I think like you said, just kind of give them what they take. I mean, I obviously, know there's going to be times that I'll have the ball more um, in different scenarios and and the way they're playing, and um, yeah, just try and take advantage of them when I when I'm out there and when I get them. Sorry, Todd. Desert news. Joe, how aware are you? Um, for the foul situation, you know, they were really close to being in the penalty early in the fourth quarter. And it seemed like you guys were attacking a lot more to try to get it there. So I'm just wondering how aware you are and what the situation was. I thought you meant when I was failing, giving him free throws, but that's a much better question. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think in, in two or three of the quarters, they were in foul trouble pretty early. I think at the second, we was like six and a half minutes. We looked up and, and they were in, we were in the bonus. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not necessarily we're, – we're not going out there trying to get – that's not our kind of first priority, I guess, trying to just get their fouls. But when you see eight, seven, six minutes and they've got three or four, you, you know if you can obviously keep attacking. And um, it's nice to shoot free throws for six minutes and a quarter if we if we can get there. But um, I think it's more of – I mean, coach doesn't come in and, and – Rails up about trying to trying to get to the line, but just just attacking and playing the way we play, and um, obviously we're trying to get the rim and we're trying to get threes, and and the guys we've got that it can attack the rim can, can draw fouls as well. So um, once we know we're in the bonus, I think you, you change your mindset a little bit because you do want to. I mean, taking two free throws is stops the clock. Um, obviously, it's an easy possession for us to to get a couple points, and then we we go and set our defense. So. 
um, yeah, once once you're in the bonus, you, you I don't think you well, we're still gonna we'll probably still take a three over getting fouled, but um, yeah, just that, that con- conscious effort when you know they're in foul trouble to, to be aggressive and, and get in the pain. And if you've got the opportunity to, to draw one, draw it, and um, and we'll take the free throws. Chris and Kenny, Joss TV. Through these 25 games, what have you learned the most? Um, having three kids is awesome. Um, <laughs> my 12 week old son is amazing. Um, no, it's just been a, I, I don't know, uh, I mean, we're obviously a very, very similar team to what we were last year. And you obviously throw Fave back in the mix and um, just that con- continuity of, of having the same guys. And, and obviously, we're not playing too different a style, obviously mixing up kind of our percentage of shots and, and where we want to take them in, in terms of threes in the rim. And um, I, mean, I, I said it last time, it's just a really fun group to play with. Uh, I think we... This year, compared to other years I've been here, we've been able to win in different ways. Um, we haven't just won because we've shot the ball well every game. We've, we've won on the defensive end. We've we've won with with different styles, different guys. Um, it's just a yeah. I mean, it makes it so much fun and and off court, on court practice, the plane, wherever we are, it's a it's a real. We've got, we've got a great bunch of guys. So um, I think we'll keep learning along the way, different ways to win different things that work for us. I think as a group, we, every couple of games or every game, you figure out something that, something that JC likes or something that we can get an easy shot for Boyan or whatever it is. And I think with, with the IQ of our, our team, um, you, you throw that in there with how smart our coaching staff is. It's a, it's a pretty fun mix. So uh, um, obviously we, we enjoy it. Like I said, we have fun, but we've, we've got a, a way longer term goal in mind, which, which keeps us pretty focused. And um, Donovan just said it then. It's like, just don't be satisfied. We've got a, obviously we've got a couple of days, which will be nice now, but we'll um, get some recovery tomorrow, start uh, the, the scout and get, and get ready for the next one. Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. So do you think teams guard Donovan differently this year compared to maybe last year or the year before that? Or is it, is he just kind of taking advantage of, Maybe you know, like defense is collapsing in or focusing in on him to get you guys some open threes a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, he's unselfish as hell, so that, that makes it very, very easy to. We don't have a guy that's getting double teamed or, or whatever or blitzed, and he's trying to beat it every time, or or he's trying to shoot over the top of it or whatever it is. He's very comfortable getting off the ball um, and letting us create for him. Um, I've said it before and there's been so many times he's he's told like Mike go get it Joe go get it like bring it up or, or run this or whatever it is so um I mean through what is what 25 games I think he's seen damn near every coverage you could probably throw at him um we, they've switched with him they've blitzed him and like I said being um as smart as he is as a player um being able to read the game and and then obviously the unselfishness is is something that um kind of ties it all together for him. And then I mean, you throw on top of that with how, how gifted he is on the offensive end. Um, I mean, the last five minutes then there was no question. We we're just going to give it to him and, and let him create. Cause he, like I said, he, he, he's not just looking for himself. He's looking for Rudy. He's trying to skip to, to Boyan in the corner or whatever it is. So um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's times that I think we all get kind of caught up in the, you make a couple of plays, you want to do it again. You want to get the ball and make another play. You want to, you want to help your team. And um, we've got a, a very balanced group of, of sharing the load. And obviously when we get down to it, we, we know what we want to do in crunch time. All right. Thank you, Joe. That was Joe Ingles, who was just terrific tonight. 24 points, six assists. He was five of 11 from three, nine of 10 from the line. And, uh, you know, Joe's kind of your do-it-all guy, and, and you hear him talk over and over again in these post-game media availabilities about trying to get somebody else going. And tonight he said, I was just trying to get Jordan Clarkson going most of the night, and kind of seems to come back to him, his unselfishness. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a team-wide theme. Um, and again, I, we'd mentioned this, but I I think Joe deserves a ton of credit tonight. It's, it's hard, you know, to go from coming off the bench to starting, uh, playing with uh, a, a different group of guys than you're used to at times. Uh, and really carrying a lot of the point guard load. And I thought Joe did a great job of just 
kind of reading and reacting and playing off of what he was seeing. Um, like he said, get our, getting other people involved, and that's really been the mantra for this whole team. All right, we want to remind you, go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 122 to 108 is your final Jazz beat the Celtics. We'll, we'll continue to break this one down, get you more sound from the locker room as well. Coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Get you more sound from the media room coming up here in a moment. Let's take a look at your three point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Uh, let's uh, take a look, Jazz, tonight from three. They were 18 of 48, 37.5%. Uh, they were led by Joe Ingles, who was 5 of 11. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 6 of 13. Royce O'Neal, 3 of 4 tonight. Uh, Bogdanovich was 2 of 7. Jordan Clarkson was 2 of 10 coming in off the bench. And by the way, Royce O'Neal, 3 of 4, which uh, he leads the team in, in three-point shooting percentage at, at 44%. But it seemed like all three of those makes tonight, Tim, were timely. They were big and... Um, you know, he's just a, he's a timely shooter. You know, if he, if he can catch that thing, doesn't have to put it on the floor and can shoot it. Uh, he makes big ones and he, he's made them early in games, but these were late. These were later and, and big ones and great job by Royce. Just, uh, kind of being there and on the spot, ready to go when the jazz need him. And he and Oni gave, uh, gave Jason Tatum a long night tonight. And I know that Tatum came alive a little bit there in the second half and in, and in the fourth quarter, but you got to give both those guys uh, an A for their defense tonight on Jason Tatum. Yeah, their awareness was really good. Uh, they did a good job, um, even with all the fouls in the game. Um, really, him going to the line eight times isn't crazy out of the ordinary. Jalen Brown went eight times, but the Jazz did a good job understanding space, knowing the shots they wanted him to take and not bailing them out with too many fouls. All right, here's a stat coming from our guy Ben Anderson from KSL Sports. Donovan Mitchell scored or assisted on 20 of the Utah Jazz final 21 points. That's remarkable, and I think Joe, at the end of his comments, you know, they they have all the faith in the world. Um, You know, the Jazz have lots of different ways they can close games, but I think their preference would be uh, get everybody going, and then in that fourth quarter really just give them a heavy dose of Donovan because his mindset is so good right now at attacking. You know, there were a couple, again, a couple plays in the fourth quarter where he just pushed the tempo and got to the rim and got fouled, um, but he's just doing a great job. He found Boyan opposite. He found Rudy on a roll for a dunk. Um, so when you have somebody that's that good and shooting that good um, and being that efficient, being able to make plays as well, it's a great opportunity to close. All right. Speaking of Donovan, let's go down to the media room where Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. All right. We'll get started with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Donovan. Um, not talking about you, so I'm going to try to get you to answer this question. But um, just when you when you watch the NBA growing up or before this year when you're surveying the NBA landscape, what type of player deserves to be in the MVP conversation? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think, you know, yeah, that was clever. I think, you know, the, first and foremost, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, team play. You know, it, it's just, it's an MVP award for sure, but, you know, you don't get there without a team. And we've been playing well. You know, I think for, for, for me, looking at it, it's, it's just the team, you know, on the on the best team. We, we're doing our thing. You know, we have a lot of room, room for improvement, but we're definitely doing our thing right now. Um, yeah, and just making plays, you know, not necessarily, you know, having 35, 10-10. It's doing everything that's needed. Um, and I feel like my teammates trust me. I trust them. And I think, you know, I'm not too worried about it at the end of the day. I mean, I know what it is, you know, um, been here four years and the fans know we just don't necessarily get all the credit we deserve. And that's not just singularly on me. And I feel like we, we use that as a chip on our shoulder. Um, and I'm just very fortunate to be in this position where my teammates trust me to go make plays like that. 
Um, but the other stuff, if it happens, it happens. You know, I think the biggest thing is winning. Winning takes care of everything. And that's been my mindset, you know, uh, ever since I got here. Winning heals everything. You know, it's the outside stuff is what it is. It's not up to me. I'm just going to go out there and be the best teammate, best player I can be, and go from there. That was very, very great how you worded that, Tyler. I like that. Tony Jones, The Athletic. I'm going to try to do the same thing that Sarah did. Um, <laughs> how how much of your improvement or your your drive to improve is driven by like yo the only teams that win an NBA championship are teams that have top end a top end so called superstar, right? And uh, how much of your improvement is driven driven by that thought? I think you know what goes into that is the the trust factor that I've had since I got here from my teammates and coaches, you know, and then that that in myself, I'm always going to be confident in my abilities and what I can do. Uh, But the trust factor allows myself to be in that position. But, you know, I think the the biggest thing is, you know, you look at, you know, these teams is there's always going to be chatter of, you know, who's the top dog, this, this and the fifth or whatever. But at the end of the day, for me, like I said, winning heals everything. I'm going to go out there and make the, the plays that are necessary, whether it's scoring, some days it's passing. There may be games where I go 0 for 10, 0 for, 10, 0 for 15, but it's by, by any means necessary is pretty much the the motto that I, that I have, I think, for me, just finding ways to, to win the game. Um, and like I said, everything else will kind of take care of itself. The biggest thing is I told you at the beginning of the year, like we, we got bounced out the first round two years in a row. Like, you know, we got to get to – we got to get past that. That's 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 it. And then from there, we continue to push our goals. Our mind is stuck on a championship. You know, we're not here to, to kind of say, let's just be in first and kind of get the accolades that come with that. We're trying to win the whole thing. Um, and that's been the mindset of this team and this group. And you see it with our play. You see it with our grit and our determination. And um, everybody's reaping the benefits of it. And that's, that's truly what it's about. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don. So – we were talking to Joe and, and he said that between your simply pure offensive talent and your unselfishness, there's no question that they were just giving you the ball for the last five minutes and letting you either do, letting you do your thing, whether it's scoring or, or setting other guys up. When you're in a stretch like that, do you feel like a tangible difference? Like, do you recognize that like you're playing at a, at a higher efficiency than, than you normally are? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, first off, you know, like I said, it just goes back to having teammates that trust you in those moments. You know, I, like I said, I know I'm capable of, and, you know, if, I, if any any player would tell you they want the ball in their hands every possession, you know, but at the end of the day, when it, when it, when it's, when it comes down to it, I understand the plays I got to make, you know, I'm finding guys, and it's not always necessarily score. You know, tonight it was, tonight it was score. You know, the, there's a possession where I drive and kick it to Joe. It's all about trust, the trust factor. That's that's really all it is. And my teammates have made it easy on me to be able to go out there and just do what I do. And like I said, you know, the two passes to Rudy, you know, my, y'all know last year, year before that, and year before that, I probably don't throw that pass, you know? So, like, that's the progression that I'm seeing in myself that my teammates are seeing in me and just being able to, like I said, to trust it. That's all it is, just trust it and everything will will, will go. And it may not always go right, but, you know, continuing to find ways to – to just make the right basketball play. You know, in the late game, I, I definitely want the ball in my hands. I think my teammates do as well. I'm just trying to make the right basketball play. You know, everybody looks at me and is like, oh, he has to, to score. It's not always the case. You know, tonight was a night where I had to. But just making the right play, you know, uh, to the right guys, finding guys, and doing whatever it is it takes to win. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Tom, this is more just about the team overall. You guys are able to adjust much quicker now to whatever defenses throw at you. Can you take me through that process? Uh, what is the difference that you're seeing now with this group? The attention to detail. You know, I think you, 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 you've seen it in, in recent years. Like we, we kind of get stagnant when they start switching. Now it's finding ways to attack. And it's not necessarily attacking the score. You know, it's not necessarily driving to say, all right, I got an ISO. Now I got to go score. You know, that gets tiring after a while, believe me. So at the end of the day, it's driving to make a play. You know, driving to create an advantage. And I think we we, we all see that. And we have guys that can create, you know, from all different ways. Running, bit rooted, the bigs not necessarily setting the screen, getting under uh, getting under the guy, which has caused the defense to help on the backside. Now we got our threes. Now we're in closeout situations. Um, that's been the biggest thing for us, our contention to detail, because there are times if we're not focused, you know, we're bringing the ball out, 
slow, waiting. It's possession after possession after possession to do that, you know, and it gets tired after a while. It, it gets tough to score and win that way. So for us to do what we want to do, we got to continue to play through the switches, play through different coverages, and we did a good job of that tonight. John Kuhn, AP. Donovan, you, you look at the team as a whole, you had four different players that had at least four assists tonight. Um, from from your perspective, what's led to just that efficiency on offense that you guys are able to to make the right plays at the right times? It's really it's really just, you know, the unselfishness of this team. We've had it ever since I got here. And even before that, you know, we get excited when we um, make that extra pass. I think that's what we feed off with that hockey assist, you know, and I know it's necessarily saying, oh, I want, I want to pass it to this guy so he can, he can shoot. I think that the pass to the pass, driving that closeout, nine extra pass like that, we feed off that. And I think that's something that's special about this group because it's not always the case around the league. And I think that's why you see the numbers that we have. And there are times where we get mad at each other for not shooting the ball, you know, and I think that's a good problem to have as opposed to the other way around. Um, so I think that's, that's really where we got, got where we're at and continuing to do that, continue to create those advantages, and that's what gets us going. Tim Bontemps, ESPN. Donovan, you talked before about uh, the motivation to get out of the first round after the last couple of years, and I was curious how much of this run you guys are on to start the season, the way you guys are playing, and you yourself are playing, is any bit of a carryover from the way things ended in the bubble and kind of the what you had to go into the offseason thinking about? I think, I think you know, the biggest thing that went into it was just our, our motivation over the summer or whatever you want to call it, the fall, the offseason. You know, I think guys coming in, like I, I look at Royce, people don't people don't know Royce because uh, we don't play on TV, but like you look at Royce the past, like he came in the best shape of his career this year. You know, the determination in that sense, you know, you see the product on the floor, but I think it's the biggest things you see off the floor. You know, we, him and I went to Miami, worked out for, for three or four weeks straight. You know, the work that I, I watched him do, I, I haven't seen that in his four years. Not to say he doesn't work hard, but he's, he's on another level. You look at Joe, Joe's been talking trash the whole day, like the whole offseason about how he's coming back ready, ready to go, you know, and I think that, that right there stood out to me in, in general. Um, you know, obviously having Faith back, JC's playing at a high level, Rudy's playing at a great level, Mike's comfortable, Boyan's back. You know, we I think that's where we, we saw the difference. You know, we saw the, the work ethic just take another leap. And then you get onto the court and now it's attention to detail, you know, because you can work hard and, and not think. And now you, you're starting to make the same mistakes. So now it's the attention to detail that we're doing, that we're having. And I think that's something that really shows how mature we've gotten in that time. But now it's only been 25 games. You know, we got plenty more left, you know, and this is a great start. But at the end of the day, we'd rather have a, be there at the end as opposed to starting out great. So. Mark Medina, USA Today. Hey, Donovan, building off of those kind of big picture themes you talked about, what what are how are you viewing the, these upcoming stretch of games against other marquee teams? And to what extent do you attach any significance to to them. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just one focus on what we do. You know, I think we've, we've had, this is the first game of a, of a, of a big stretch we got coming up. We just got to continue to focus in on the little details. I'm going to play the, you know, the former, the MVP coming into town. We got, um, who play after that Miami, you know, they made it to the finals. We got teams that have deep playoff experience, high level players, and we just got to go out there and do what we do. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it comes down to what we do and how we hone in on our little details. And, you know, we're not going to put too much emphasis on it. You know, it's it's not like, you know, we're saying this is a make or break, make or break stretch for us. But we just got to go in there and continue to play the way we've been playing, share the ball, move the ball, defend at a high level and everything and take care of itself. Because we're not we're not playing to be ready. Uh, and by February, we're planning to be ready in, in, in June, March, April, May, June, July, whatever. Um, like that's that's when we want to have our best product. And these are good tests for us. And I think that's going to be our biggest thing, just passing each test, you know, passing each test one by one, just to see where we're at, see where we can build on things that we need to improve on. All right. That's all the time we have. Thank you, Donovan. Thank you. All right. That was Donovan Mitchell. Huge night for Donovan Mitchell in front of a TNT audience. 36 points, nine assists, four rebounds. But, you know, Donovan said something there a few uh, answers ago, Tim, that I thought related to something that uh, that Rudy said. Rudy was asked about Donovan's development. He said uh, his decision making. And then Donovan talked about trusting it and trusting the pass and talked about Rudy in particular. A couple of those passes in the fourth quarter, he wouldn't have thrown those a couple of years ago. I thought those two connected answers were interesting. Yeah, the, the thing that I took from that is, you know, uh, guys really do rely a ton in their early basketball life on their own athleticism. 
And so many of these guys, you know, grow up and are in levels where they can get away with with just about anything, you know, jump a little bit higher, throw the pass a little bit harder, whatever it may be. Um, where Donovan's made a big step is he's not just uh, predetermining, you know, when he drives it to the middle, you know, there was a tendency early in his career where he'd kind of predetermine where to go with the ball. I think the time that he spent uh, with the staff and film study and working on reads in the game, it's pretty evident that the, the you know, point A to point B to point C passes are all there for him. He's starting to see the reads and making the right plays, and, and I agree with him. I thought that play, pass to Rudy was was phenomenal, but it was it was a mature Donovan Mitchell who's definitely gone through ups and downs, you know, figured out the the best way to be successful, and, you know, he now makes those plays. Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we'll have the play of the game for you. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one as well as the Jazz beat the Celtics 122-108 to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Nine-point Jazz lead. Donovan at the Jazz logo in the white uniforms. Works to the left side, hesitates. Grant Williams falls over. He pulls back for a three, hits. Oh, Grant Williams, take that and wind it back. Donovan Mitchell with 36. There's your play of the game from David Locke, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru uh, Subaru retailer. 122-108 to is your final. The Jazz beat the Boston Celtics, and that was a great play for the play of the game right there. Amazing move from Donovan Mitchell. And uh, ends up hitting that three that uh, seals the deal, as they say, and the Jazz come away with a win. Yeah, another great game. Um, it was a it was an entertaining game, uh, really, to watch. Minus the the referees, you oh. know, inconsistency. Um, but really, two teams that had you know defined plans really went toe to toe. I did feel like it was uh, it was a heavyweight bout, and uh, the Jazz just outlasted them. You know, I think their depth and their pace and their relentlessness on the attack, uh, and all coupled with, I think, I still believe when asked that defense is still the first thing. That it starts everything for this team, and and I thought defense was special tonight. Yeah, Rudy was special uh, tonight defensively. And Royce and, and Oni did a nice job on Jason Tatum. You know, Jalen Brown got loose early, and he was very effective tonight, but they found a way to limit him down the stretch a little bit. You know, Daniel Tice is going to Daniel Tice, but what are you going to do about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. A little I, bit of a joke. He there, ticed man. you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a new thing. You got ticed. Uh, but uh, the Donovan Mitchell did a really nice job on Kemba Walker tonight, who uh, at 2 of 12 was – was really not all that effective. It seemed like Donovan had a little extra bite uh, in his defense. Uh, Quinn Snyder went out of his way uh, to compliment Jordan Clarkson in the effort he's giving out there uh, on defense, which I think is uh, is a really big deal. So I would guess Coach Snyder would agree with your uh, your assessment there, Tim. Yeah, and the bottom line, I mean, there's so many different things about this team, but I think if, if somebody were to say what's what personifies this Jazz team above all else, I think it's their unselfishness. Yeah, And I think that fuels all their ability to communicate defensively. Um, you don't see the number of missed assignments that we saw last year. I think guys are more accountable. And then offensively, it's just a joy because the ball moves and nobody really cares who scores. Uh, five Jazz players in double figures tonight, Tim. We talked a lot about Donovan and his 36 to go along with nine assists, but uh, Joe Ingles with 24, Rudy Gobert with 18. Incredible, eight of nine from the field uh, for Rudy. And he was asked uh, a question in the postgame about his free throws. He went two or three tonight. That's okay. And it was a countryman. Yeah, Somebody right. from home going at him on his. <laughs> Saying you're not making free throws. That was last game. Majerus used to call him three throws. <laughs> three throws. Uh, Rudy with 18. Uh, Bogdanovich with 16. Bogdanovich had eight rebounds and four assists for Bogey as his game continues to round out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, where's the weak link? And that's that's the part you got to keep watching. Like, what are the parts of this team that you know really make you nervous? And 
again, if it was they had to make 23s a night to win, um, it would be one thing. Or if Donovan had to get this many, or but this the fun part about this team is it's kind of different dude every night that really steps up and brings something. Yeah, which is extremely entertaining. Um, you know, Jordan Clarkson tonight with 13, 13 on four of fifteen shooting, but he uh, his two threes he made were extremely exciting were huge, and, yeah. and were huge for the team. And um, you know, he just continues to to contribute to this team in a variety of different ways. You know, it, it, Locke is uh, on top of the world right now, talking about how good this team is. And I don't I don't know how you really couldn't buy in twenty and five, tied for the best start in franchise history, best record in the league. I mean. There's so much to feel good about about this team right now. Yeah, there's no reason. I, I mean, minus, and I'm hitting wood hard because, but minus injury. Um, you know, this team is put together so well. And right now, like, it is so imp- apparent that everybody knows and understands and plays to their role. Um, you know, you get George and Yang coming in there for his minutes and just doing everything he can to help the team win. Um, that's why you're seeing this special result because everybody's bought into that. Yeah. All right, Tim, hit us with a couple of uh, final thoughts before we actually get a couple of nights off before our next Jazz game. Well, this we talked about, the you know, the, this stretch is going to be the gauntlet. And, um, you know, they got through the, the first challenge tonight. Um, you know, congratulations, you got through the Celtics. Now Giannis is coming to town. And the key to it, like you said, not just for us to have two nights off, but I can imagine the guys really need it. Um, I, I bet we see a pretty invigorated team uh, rested coming in here and continuing. I th- I think the key, too, is they are literally taking this one game at a time. Their pre- their preparation mindset is completely on the bucks right now, and the, the staff will do a great job preparing them. It's always fun to see what the wrinkles will be when they roll the ball out. All right. With that, we want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone for doing a terrific job bringing you all the action tonight. Of course, uh, thanks to uh, John Kiefer, our broadcast assistant, doing some fine work. Uh, Ben Russell, I'm sure, is around here somewhere doing a little engineering, as he always does. Thanks to Alex Lundberg. Lundy, executive producer of Jazz Game Night, running this ship and doing a fantastic job. Appreciate his work. Tim, thank you, sir. I always appreciate you. Aight. Thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame. That's Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. 122-108 to is your final Jazz beat the Boston Celtics. Up next, Friday night, Jazz take on the Milwaukee Bucks. The Greek Freak is in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6, and you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.